did have a concussion after that fight. So it was uh, it was the first time for me. So my first ever time, my first time being knocked out ever. Download the All-Star app. Make your picks for UFC fights, challenge your friends, level up and win prizes. Link in description. Get it now. Presente, I wanted to start with uh, the Mustang GT. Okay, and, perfect. Because I, I had a Mustang as well, 2006. Nice I bought it when, when I was younger. Convertible. Why don't you have a convertible? I don't like convertible. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, I do like the ability to have it open. But, like, I don't like the sun so much, especially here, so strong. Dude. So I'm not going to open it during the day. And then I'm going to open it only at night. So it's it for me, it's like, I don't know. And I don't like the look of, like, the, I don't know. It, it's, it gives me an impression, like, the canvas, you could cut it, you know, with a oh. knife or whatever. So that kind of annoys me. I've always been kind of, like, annoyed with, with that. Okay. All right. Uh, are you into American muscle? Because that Mustang is like pure American muscle. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm into all kinds of cars. You know, uh, I would say like I started off like as a little kid, really liking sports cars. So I like like Ferraris, kind of generic like. Later, I started seeing, you know, muscle cars. And the Mustang out of all the muscle cars for me is like, it's the iconic car to have just because like the sound of that V8 with the shape of it, you know, it's not too big of a car, but still not, not like a super little sports car. You know, it's, it's kind of like a nice muscular size. It has all those lines. So it, it has always been a dream car for me, you know, as, as a muscle uh, car, I do enjoy a lot. And then I also like later when I was a teenager and, and then, like older already after i already drove uh i got a lot into jdm cars so japanese cars so I'm, i like all kinds of cars but yeah the mustang has always been a dream for, since i'm a kid yeah likewise me too mustang is i like the 5.0 i want to buy one of those old school yeah. 5.0s yeah my, mine is the 5.0 coyote engine and yeah. it has a manual gearbox because yeah. i like lo i love you know that engagement with the car so yeah like, nice, nice. What other cars you have? So right now, uh, this is like the one car I have. Then my wife has another car, a Toyota Highlander. That's kind oh, of okay. the family car, a hybrid. So that that's good to go around to travel. We travel a lot. Like whenever we have, I, I don't have a fight. We travel. We like to drive. And in Brazil, like I had a three series, but now I moved to Florida for good. So I sold that. Uh, I also sold the other car. We had a Toyota Corolla Cross. So it's kind of like a little small SUV. But I do still have one car in Brazil, and that was my first car ever. So it was a 1999 Toyota Corolla that's uh, like a, a regular car, but I have it built as a, as a race car. So I take it to the track. And it, it was featured in the UFC Connected, I think, in one of the episodes. I don't remember which one. Prob it was like beginning of this year. And I, I took it to the track in Brazil and raced it around. I might maybe, you know, try to bring it here to the U.S. eventually. But for now, it's there with my mom. She's, she's taking care of it. She'll turn it on every once in a while. 
but it's fully built like the no interior just two bucket seats uh full cage the engine was stripped out open and rebuilt with forged internals and race suspension brakes wheels tires everything you know that's that's just i've always really loved motorsports since i'm a, a, a young kid and i got kind of like involved with with taking the car to the track really young like when i was 20 21 i already like with my first car with this corolla i would take it bone stock to the track and just you know race everything i could out of it and then i would have no tires and i had no money to buy tires either so i would have to kind of like the tires were in like with the wires showing and I would just drive it and try to hide it from, from anybody that was looking and but it was, it was good times. I had good times and now I can enjoy it yeah. in, in a, you know, more advanced, you know, I have more yeah. money now that, so I can build it, you know, and really, really have fun with this sport. It's a hobby. Nice, nice. Hobby yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, one year, man, it's been one year between fights now, you know, your last fight, you were suspended for, for six months. Why did they make you take so much time away? You know, usually suspensions don't last that long. Yeah, so it was it was a tough fight. Like, I did have a concussion after that fight. So it was, uh, it was the first time for me. So my first ever time, my first time being knocked out ever. And I haven't been knocked down much either. So I think that I've, I've was... I've only been knocked down in fights with Barbarina, with Thompson, and with Jeff Neal. And if I'm not mistaken, those were the only fights where I ever got dropped. And I've never been dropped in training. So that's something that hasn't happened much for, to me. So I'm really healthy. That That's that's a positive thing. But that was a tough fight. You know, I'm, I'm not an easy guy to put out. And Jeff Neal, you know, was able to do it. But with a lot of cost, you know, that cost a lot of damage on my side. And and after, you know, all the exams and everything, they really told me, hey, you need six months off and no fighting for six months. And what I decided, I looked on my side like I'm a young guy. I've never suffered, you know, such a, a big loss like this. There's no reason why I should rush back. So let me take my time. Let me recover. I didn't only take six months off of fighting, but I took six months off of sparring in general. So I had no contact, like no no striking uh, contact during six months. I focused on grappling, wrestling, a lot of technical work on my striking, and just saw you know myself evolute a lot. And it was crazy because I actually enjoyed this time off, you know, off of sparring, off of fighting, kind of being able to kind of go back to when I started this whole journey where I trained for fun. I trained because I loved it and I trained to improve myself, not chasing results, not chasing victories and rankings and, and that title, just enjoying my own development and, and what I was going to be able to do and, and reach the different levels that I was going to be able to reach. And that's where I feel where that that's where I am right now. You know, I'm really enjoying this again as I did in the beginning but at a much better place because I'm still here in the top 10. I have a big, big fight against a guy that for me is a legend and I've always admired. So, you know, uh, I feel very blessed. Yeah, it's great to hear, man. Great to hear that you took the time away to, like you said, you're still super young. You know, people don't think that because you have so many fights, right? But uh, yeah, you're super young. August 12th, main event, RDA, five rounds. 
thoughts on RDA? We know he's a legend, but the fighting style, what do you see in him? Yeah, so, I mean, he's a guy that ha- that is super seasoned. He has been to ups and downs in the UFC. Uh, so many five-rounders on, on his belt, you know. He fought for the title. He defended the title. He, man, tried to make a run for the welterweight title, went back down, then up again now to welterweight. And, you know, it's, it's just uh, a guy that I know is going to bring the best out of me. You know, he, he's ready for everything. He's ready for striking, wrestling, grappling. Uh, be it, you know, if if I put him in trouble, I know that he knows how to deal with that. So I think it's that that really excites me for this fight. I know it's not going to be an easy fight. I know it's not going to be an easy guy for me to go out there and finish. And that's where the challenge is. You know, that's what I'm going to go there to, to try to do, to put him in the worst situation he has ever been. And also to finish him. You know, not many guys have finished him. So to be one of the guys that, that is able to finish RDA is definitely something that I'm going to be looking forward to. And, and I think that I am the man to do it. You know, I think that I have, you know, all the weapons to really put him in danger. And that's what I'm going to be looking for. Yeah, I completely agree. You do have all the weapons to put him in danger and to, to be able to finish him. Um, you mentioned him fighting at lightweight, you know, that's 15 pounds extra that he has to take off his body. And he did it twice last year, right? Going up and down in weight, man, that that can catch up eventually, right? Yeah, for sure. I think that, uh, like, for, for myself, I've always been in welterweight since the beginning of my career, but I started fighting professionally at 17. So at that point, I probably was, like, at 183, 184 at the heaviest. So it was an easy cut. And developing all the years, like, it started to become harder and harder every time, you know. So probably, like, my last three fights, like, I started camp at 195, 198 sometimes. And that's something that I started realizing in this time off. Like, hey, now I'm not young anymore. It's not like, okay, weight comes out easy. So I got to be smarter. I got to be more disciplined. So I, I even that is something that I made a big change, you know, just keep myself lighter all the time. So now I'm trying to keep myself always at 190, 192 at most so that I start training camp. And then during camp, I'm 188 and, and 187, and that's going to be a much better cut for me. But yet yeah, it's, it's something that we as fighters, especially during, you know, our career, we, we end up, you know, getting heavier and and that's something that that we struggle with but i mean he he goes up and down i don't know how he does it but still you know probably maybe he's not as heavy as most welterweights so he's gonna have the speed advantage i would say but i'm 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 pretty fast myself but i think i might have a little bit of the weight advantage because i've always been fighting in this division you debuted in 2015 in the ufc and this is the first Brazilian opponent you'll fight. Isn't that crazy? How did that happen? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it is very crazy because there are a lot of welterweights, you know, a lot of Brazilian welterweights. And uh, I think that it's just a way, like, there are so many welterweights and there's so much talent that I think that the last option is to put two Brazilians against each other. But at the same time, I think it's pretty cool because... 
for me, like we see Americans fight each other all the time. And what I think that shows is at what level the U.S. is in the UFC. You know, so many good fighters and, and they're reaching that high, you know, level. And I think that's the same for, for Brazilians when they fight other Brazilians, you know. Uh, our crowd, the Brazilian crowd hates it because it's like, oh, man, one of you is going to lose. But I try to tell them like, hey, we're representing Brazil. We're so we're showing how good Brazil is and, and how we can get to that level. And, and then we're going to face each other. But at the end of the day, like one of us is forward and get closer to that title. So I think it's just natural. And, and it's something that it took long, but now it's happening. And I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's great, man. It's it's the first. It's the perfect opponent to have as the yeah. first Brazilian opponent, right? Yeah. RDA, a legend. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. And you're you're going into your twentieth fight with the UFC. RDA is going into his thirty fourth fight. Do you plan on fighting that long? I think I do. I think it's mostly of of like why I feel healthy, why I enjoy this, and especially enjoy like the process of getting better of going and training and and that's something that is really special you know like whenever you can get to training and 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 find challenge over there and not necessarily like a sparring partner that is going to try to beat you no it's like a guy that that can do something that you do but he does it better than you in the drills or then in like grappling and you're like man how can this guy do this like this i'm going to try to learn it and then you learn a new skill then you train with another guy, and he has a different way to do it, and then you pick that up. I think while that still excites me and, and I'm healthy, you know, my body can still, you know, keep up with, with the rhythm, I want to fight. I want to keep on doing what I do because I love this, you know, and, and once I stop, I'm never going to get to do it again. So I want to do it as much as possible. That's right. That's right. Um I wanted to rewind a little bit back to to last year. You know, you had two fights against the best in the world, not the results you wanted. You talked about in previous interview about overthinking, being too strategical, and how it affected your performance. Could you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, so I think that overall, like, I started focusing too much on where I was and where I could be, like, thinking like, okay, I'm so close. I was number four before I fought, uh, before I fought Bilal, I was number four in the world. And then I was like, man, maybe one win and I'm going to get that title fight. And then I started focusing on what I had to do to get that win. Not how can I perform the best? How can I go out there and do what I do best? That is to put on a show and to show all my skill. That's not what I had in mind. What I had in mind is how can I beat Bilal? How can I go in there and, and get another win against him and then make sure that I'm going to get that title? And that kind of limits me. That that limits what my potential can be because I'm just trying to beat this guy in one specific way with one specific game plan. And once I got there to fight him, he changed and he did a lot of things that were different than than our first fight and a lot of things that he wasn't doing, you know, before I fought him, you know, like changing stance, uh, throwing southpaw kicks, a lot of things that surprised me. And because I kind of focused so much on game planning in one specific way and, and, and kind of like limiting me to just that single way that I could win, I, I didn't know what to do at that point. So I was like, okay, now... 
let me try to fight, but I don't, I, I didn't train anything else. This is what I got. So I kind of like, I saw that that wasn't good. But still, I went to, to Jeff Neal fight, and I tried to change that a little bit, but I feel like I still was kind of limiting myself and, 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 and not really looking at the whole picture. I think that I still was focusing on results, and I just wanted to get back, you know, pick up another win. That's why I took that fight super quick. You know, I, I lost to Bilal, I think it was, I remember if it was April. Yeah, I think it was April, and then I fought uh, Jeff August, and it wasn't much time in between, and also, like, I took a long time to rest after after I fought Bilal because we had a five-rounder. That was a really intense training camp, and then when I got offered Jeff, I wasn't really so good, like, in, in terms of rhythm of training, but I was like, hey, this guy's a striker. I want to pick up another win. Let's go, let's take it, and, and I'm going to work, and I'm going to go in there and do what I do. So it was, you know, I think that poor decisions on my part, mostly because I was focusing on the wrong things, which is results in short term, you know, not long term, not what I really want to build, not my legacy, not how I want to uh, be remembered as a fighter. I don't want to be the guy that, I don't know, sees an open door and is going to run desperate because I... I'm going to open doors, even doors that don't exist. I'll make them appear, you know, with my style and what I do. And, and that's what I'm doing right now. Just just enjoying the whole process and taking my time to see and to, and to understand, like, what's going to be the next step and really, really, like, think about what I do in a, in a long-term position, you know. I know that I can be champion. That's my goal, and I'm not going to stop until I become that. But I got to be smart about it also. I not just go, you know, rushing into things. If I remember correctly, you know, you, you mentioned moving to, to Florida with your family and everything. And, of course, you're at Kill Cliff. If I remember correctly, you, you were helping other people before even getting into this camp, right? With their camps, with their fights. Like, was that a, a good, like, uh, process for you to be in that? training camp with other people so you would get into the rhythm a little bit more quicker when you got into your camp yeah for sure i mean i think that was a big thing like moving here was really important for me for many different reasons but i think a big reason is that uh the moments i came here were really short so that i would come here maybe for four weeks six weeks usually i had a fight so I came here and I trained really focused on something. So I didn't train with everybody. I trained with some guys that I selected that, you know, the coaches thought were good. And and those were the guys I trained with. And it made sense because I had a fight or something coming up. And and I couldn't, like, really take everything that Killcliffe has to give me. And now I came here in February. And, and I've been training like, before I had a fight, I was training with everybody. So, Gilbert had two fights in, in that period. And I I trained with him, you know, for a couple of them. And I helped him out a little bit. And also other guys that were having fights. I don't remember now. I think Ian Gary was one of the, the guys that I trained with as well a lot before his fight. And so, but in general, like, I was training with, I'm, I'm training always, like, with all the welterweights, especially before I had, uh, the fight scheduled, I was training with everybody. So short guys, tall guys, 
guys that are wrestlers, guys that are grapplers, guys that are strikers, uh, southpaws, orthodox guys. So a whole bunch of different games for me to be able to to learn, to develop my skills, to work on my IQ, you know, my fighting IQ, and and, and get that like that instinct back, you know, just. Like fighting is, is is natural for us, and the biggest thing is like now I do fight specific guys, so I have game plans. But I've been fighting so much and 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 game planning so much that I had forgotten a little bit of how to fight anybody. Like okay, if it comes to tonight and you're gonna fight tonight, you're gonna fight this guy. I cannot game plan. I gotta go there and and fight him with the skills I have. And those skills are only developed when you're training with many different guys. And that's what I've been doing here, especially before I had my fight scheduled, training with all the guys and making sure that I was getting this work. And also not having a fight kind of made me, you know, uh, enjoy it more and be able to to think about what I was doing and, and, and sometimes put me in, in hard situations instead of like, okay, I'm not a, I'm not a wrestler. So I'm not going to be trying to take guys down because that's not what I do in fights. So when I have a fight scheduled, I am not going to do that usually. But I didn't have a fight scheduled, so I would try to take the wrestlers down. And I know that I was going to have a hard time, but that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to have hard times and trying to get myself in, in challenging situations that I'm not used to so I can develop a new skill. So all this, like, it's it's things that really this time off and coming here to Killcliffe and, and get having all the talent available for me to train with, you know, have have really brought me so much, so, so much, you know, uh, enjoyment and, and different looks of fight. Who's been giving you the RDA looks for this camp? So a guy that I've been working a lot with uh, specifically is Angel. So Angel, he, he recently fought LFA in Texas. He won. He's a Cuban guy, Angel Alvarez. Uh, oh, yeah, he's really, really good. Yeah, really good. He's kind of he's got really good striking. He's a natural southpaw, and he used to be on the judo Olympic team of Cuba. So he's also has you know really good uh, wrestling and, and grappling. He's the guy that really does it more specific RDA. Now I've been working a lot with Jason Jackson, uh, Yusaku, Kinoshita. Uh, he's from Japan. He's a great talent. He's in the UFC. Super this young, kid. right? Super young yeah, kid. Yeah, 22 or 23. Yeah. And I, I tell you, this kid is going to be a problem. And he is he is a super, super talented. And is a guy that I've been liking a lot to train with because he's a, he's a, a Kyokushin karate guy. And he's like, I pick up a lot of other strikers. And he's a guy that I'm picking up a lot of because of, he, of, of him being so technical. So him, Jason Jackson, also Muhammad. Uh, I'm not going to remember his last name, but Muhammad is from Bellator. Logan is a great wrestler mm-hmm. from Bellator as well. Both uh, He's going to be fighting one day before me, uh, August 11th. And the last guy that I'm really working with, Kamaru Usman. He's here every once in a while, at least two times a week. He's at the gym, and he has been helping me a lot too, you know. So that, that that's been... You know, really, really positive because he fought RDA, so he's get, kind of giving me that inside look. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of great guys for me to work mm-hmm. with. 
Phenomenal, phenomenal, man. How do you how do you envision this fight though? You know, like there's so many different ways this fight could happen. You know, because RDA sometimes he wrestles, sometimes he doesn't. We don't know. I know, man. Uh, I would say like I think he, I think he's gonna wrestle me because of my history and my background as a striker, as a as a guy with heavy hands and dangerous shots. So I would think. But at the same time, I know that he is not afraid of a challenge and he might see an opportunity to go out there and, and try to strike with me. You know, he knocked out Donald Cerrone in the first round. So, you know, it's I, I'm going to be ready for everything and for anything, you know, that he's going to try to bring at me. But that's what I really see for this fight. Uh, kind of unpredictable. And on both sides, like I, I have developed a lot of new skills you know, and, and things that I was capable of doing already before, but maybe I didn't explore it as much. And I think I, I, I will definitely throw that in there. Cardio-wise, I'm, I'm feeling really good, so I see it as a high-paced fight on both sides. RDA always tries to, like, he's a guy that has shown to grow with the rounds, so I think he's going to try to push that rhythm. And I'm going to be ready to to bring that to him, you know, and, and if, if we want to have a uh action-packed fight let's do it you know I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go for that as well and yeah I, I think it's gonna be unpredictable but really exciting well you know if you mentioned you mentioned unpredictability and you mentioned earlier about how you trained with all these different styles and sizes and you know like that just prepares you so well for that type of fight yeah for sure for sure i mean i think that that's that's really what I've been focusing here, you know, just uh, working a lot of fundamentals techniques, you know, so wrestling, grappling, like grappling wise, like when I was here uh, before I had a fight scheduled, I was going down to Miami and, and grappling at Cyborg, who's a beast. So with him, with Wagner Roche as well uh, over over there in Miami. So that's something that really brought my grappling to that, you know, high level. And, and it's something that I always had of, of good, but maybe I didn't focus in on as much as I should. And now I feel like I did. In the beginning of camp, I started going to Wagner's gym, which is a little bit closer from here. From here. And that also helped me a lot, you know, and, and it was already more focused to MMA. And now here at Kilcliffe, working with Saeed. Uh, Saeed is a Russian guy and he's a beast. Gilbert has talked a lot about him and how he has, you know, improved uh, Gilbert's game. And it's just like, it's a different look at wrestling and like with Sambo, like a mix of Sambo and wrestling. That has added a lot for me. And always, you know, my striking is something that, that I'm always trying to improve and here is improving a lot. So, yeah, I think that unpredictability. Uh, that's gonna be the key for this fight, and that's 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 one of my tools has ever has always been. You know, that's why I have finishes on striking and on grappling. There you go, August twelfth, UFC Fight Night main event, Las Vegas. Vicente, thank you so much, man. Always for the time. We always have great chats. I'm excited for your return against a legend like RDA. Let's do it, man. Let's get it. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate all the fans watching and for for all the support. You know. Uh, I got a lot of, on, on this time off, I got a lot of support, a lot of, you know, uh, feedback, guys wanted me to come back, guys, you know, even the guys that kind of try to, kind of try to give me tips, you know, I like that, I appreciate that, because sometimes I, 
I don't like to look at things kind of like uh, I like criticism, you know, even sometimes it could be looked at as hate. I enjoy it because I try to take the good out of that. And I appreciate that as well because the fans, you know, said a lot of things that I really looked at them and, and kind of saw like, okay, yeah, maybe this makes sense. Let me let me analyze it. And then, yeah, it made a little bit of sense. It added and, and to build that picture of how I could become the new, you know, and improved silent assassin. And, and that's what I feel like, like it's going to be there August 12th. So everybody uh, keep their eyes open because it's going to be fun.